The Sisters Grimm podcast is intended for mature audiences only. Please listen at your own discretion. Blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. The most notorious serial killer in the nation, the Night Stalker. The Boston Strangler. The Son of Sam, the infamous Zodiac Killer. What's your favorite scary movie? Welcome, everybody, to the Sisters Grim Podcast. I'm Morgan, and that's Holly. I'm going to say it before she can. <laughs> I can't talk. She can't speak. I swallowed a bug. Speaking of uh, bad throats, oh, um, there, there's a re- there's a couple reasons this episode is delayed. A big one is I got strep, you guys, and Holly got a sinus infection almost concurrently. concurrently. <laughs> the exact same I, time. I said to Morgan, "It's this crazy. is the Sisters Grimm antibiotics. <laughs> the Sisters Grimm are on two very. Com- if I took Morgan's antibiotics, if we switched antibiotics, you would die, and I'd, I'd die. still be fine because <laughs> you'd be. That's how I, well, you'd get a sunburn." Mine, yeah, mine makes me sensitive to the skin, my, my skin more sensitive to the sun. Well, luckily it's been raining. I know, right? <laughs> anyway, so finally, you guys, we are at John Wayne Gacy part three. This is when shit just gets so, I don't fucked know, up. fucked and bony. Bones, dude. Bones. Like, everywhere. Like Susan, bones. That's a deep Harry Potter cut. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a little something something? So, okay, this is actually just something that someone that I work with told me today when I uh, brought up the fact that we were talking about John Wayne Gacy. She thought I said Jeffrey Dahmer, so this is actually a Jeffrey Dahmer thing. Okay. But her aunt lived... Was Jeffrey ...lived in the apartment building. That one? That Jeffrey, yeah. Fuck off. She lived in the And there's one Oxford. other thing, but she told me not to say it, like, on here, so I'm, I'll tell you later. Okay. I actually... Oh, that's so cool. So, this is the part of the show called... Holly Hold gives up. Morgan a present, question mark? Holly gives Morgan a present, and Morgan leaves it at Holly's apartment. <laughs> no, uh, put it in my book bag. You know I forget. Well, uh-huh. this is this is very fragile, slash, you may give it back to me. What? Is it hair? It's... Is it part of John Wayne Gacy's brain? No, I told you I couldn't get a hold of Helen. Do it. Okay, but I did have to like... Aw. Um, but you have to be <laughs> careful. But yeah, no. The theme paper... Oh. Don't let the theme... The paper... Um, like... Throw me off the... because it says... Uh, it's Ted Bundy. Robert Bundy? No, I was just trying to make it true like crimey for a pick. Oh, did you already take the picks? Uh, well, I took a pick of... Oh, open up. Here, let me get it for you. This Thank is you. really good podcasting. Podcasting. This is very um, visual, everyone. I'm opening a very lime green gift that Holly wrapped stupidly. No, I made the bag, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that is how cheap Holly is. No, that's how resourceful I am. Okay, so open this part okay. carefully and as far away from the mic as possible. Girl. I know, right? As far away Once, from the mic as possible. Oh, I and everyone is hearing all the crinkle. Be careful. How small is this? 
Well. Ew. Uh, is this real? Yeah. Ew. Wait, what is this? It's because you rib me so much on the show. Is it real? Yeah. This is a human. Yeah, that's a human rib bone. Oh. Of course I want this. Hell yeah. I'm not giving it back to you. No, it's cool. <gasps> oh my... It, is it one of John Wayne Gacy's... Big... No, Oh, Morgan. God! No, Oh Morgan. my God, bitch. I'm not that lucky. No. <laughs> where no. did you get... So, I was, um... Uh, oh where I God. normally turn on Ashland, I decided no, to, Tuesday. to keep She's, going. Tuesday's mouth She's is eyeing. watering. Oh my God, get away from that Tuesday. Yeah, no, but be yeah, real careful. It it's gentle. Don't mind. Maybe we'll cut here so that all this wrapping paper sound isn't in. And we're back. And we're back. Um, I don't worry. It was three bones for 20. <laughs> <laughs> so you have some bones as well? Uh, oh, yeah. I also have a rib bone, and I found a cool femur. Wow. A tip of a femur. I was, it was say, like femurs are big. I mean, they're like, there's like bones everywhere. Um, it's, I will, okay, so, so anyway, I went to the woolly mammoth. You know what the woolly, yeah. the woolly mammoth. And I, because I knew that they had a painting there, and I probably won't post the picture, so, anywho, I went in, it was, there was just one guy working there, he was super fucking cool, and oh, yeah. I asked him if, I already had these, but, like, honestly, as soon as I saw bones, I was, like, forgot my mission, and, um, you can just drop the bag, well, who cares, you dropped it on the hot dog, um, yeah, so, uh, I asked him, because I knew that there was a John Wayne Gacy Painting, painting there. Mm -hmm. And I asked him, obviously, first for permission as I'm holding an armful of bones. <laughs> and he's like, um, he's like, yeah, totally. Thank you for asking for permission. Usually people just, just do come it, in yeah. and, like, start taking pictures with shit. Because you're usually not supposed to take pictures of art. Um, well, <laughs> I think John Wayne Gacy's is fine. But still. Right. Well, um, but it's of Hitler. So, I mean, I don't know if it's technically PC to, like, post oh, it. maybe not. But, like, um, yeah, it was a really cool place. I he kept would, telling him I wanted to go back, um, but he was, the guy was really cool, and you yes. could, obvious, I mean, obviously you have to work at this place and know a lot about it, and I was like, I really have to get home, Cause, and then I told him, obviously, we were doing this podcast, and I'm like... You did this today? Yeah, I did this literally oh, after work. Like, you just bought bones and... Yeah, no, that's Went what I do now, guys. Weird painting, cool. I no, that's a dope Wednesday, dude. My obsession went from scrapbooking to buying bones. Love it. It's been four years. No, oh my god, we have to go back. It's so fucking cool. They have so much like little teeny nice. cool th like they have cool like old medical instruments, and it's all very reasonably priced. I saw a uh, jackalope that was pretty reasonable. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. And they have really cool... Like, it's just cool taxidermy and, like, old medical instruments and fucking bones. Love it. So, me and Morgan own bones now. And so, now, now we're back to John Wayne Gacy. We're back to where we last where left off. We left off at Robert Peace. Yes. But, let me tell you a creepy little paranormal tale. Okay. So, this story is called Gacy and the Psychic. On December 2nd of 1978, very shortly before Gacy was arrested, mm -hmm. he attended a friend's holiday party where there was a psychic reading people's cards. Her name was Florence, but when she became a card reader and a psychic, she dropped the N and went by... Floris? I don't know if it's Floris or Florice. Gorgeous <laughs> I'm just gonna, either way. I'm calling her Flo. So, cool. so Flo was also a friend of the host of the party, and she had this little room set up, and she had... Wait, is this real? No, yeah, this is 100% real. From where? 
from everything I've ever read. Okay. Every single thing I've read. Um, and so she had a little table set up, and she would read cards. She didn't use uh, regular tarot cards. You can also use, like, playing cards. Yeah, you and can kind of do whatever you want. Yeah, you could just fucking write some shit down on a you piece of rocks, paper. Dude. Yeah, just throw rocks anything. at people. So, anywho, so through obviously the second he walked in the room, she felt like the most like yucky, ominous, just yucky. Yeah, I mean, people who are so, I mean, believe whatever you believe, you believe in. I do believe that there are people who are have are more in tune to that, and if like that's something you're very sensitive of, obviously you're going to feel it a lot. Mm-hmm. And she felt it throughout his entire reading. She's she, super open, so yeah, she feels and she everything. yes, and she was locally known for being incredibly accurate. Cool. So like like obviously like people would have parties and invite her over, and so she was uh, you know she did the typical he. Uh, Shuffled it three times, mm-hmm. and he, she said he slapped it down on the table and, like, tried making as direct eye, as much direct eye contact with her as possible to creep her out. Yuck. Um, and then he uh, cut it three times, and so then she starts drawing, um, you know, and as she draws the card, she starts explaining them, and the reading was a very negative one. To I the, can imagine. To the point where she, there were things that she, like, she fucking bullshit most of it because it was scaring her so much and she was afraid that, like, he would kill her because she felt she was finding out something Whoa. really ominous. So things started getting really creepy when she drew the Ace of Hearts, which was surrounded by jacks that were separated by spades. Mm. Obviously... The Ace of Hearts was Gacy, the Jacks were all the boys, and the Spades represented the shovels that buried their graves. Whoa. Yeah. <clears throat> she got even worse when she drew an inverted Ace of Spades, a.k.a. an upside-down shovel, and it represents danger and tragedy. She started getting really worried about all these young men that she kept seeing in Gacy's life, and she asked him if he had any boyfriends, and he obviously was, like, crazy and, like, I'm not gay, and she's like, okay, wow. okay, okay. Um, and so she, like, started talking about a woman, and he's like, no, there's no women in my home either. So finishes the reading, and she's like, thank fucking God that guy is gone. She finishes the party, she does some other readings, she talks a little bit to the hostess and was like, hey, that John Wayne, John Wayne Gacy guy is kind of weird. She's, and the friend was like, no, he's a great guy, you know, he's a stand-up citizen, and she's like, okay, 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 okay. All right, cool. Okay, bye. Um, and uh, as she was driving home, she got so sick that she pulled over and threw up. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, she kept having nightmares of young boys' faces in distress and kept seeing skinny young men standing in a graveyard. She tried meditation, but nothing made her feel better. Oh. A few days after Robert disappeared, her friend, who had thrown the party... Uh, called Flo and told her that Gacy wanted a more depth reading uh, because the cops were harassing him and he wanted Flo's advice. And he was really pulling at straws, obviously, at this point. Yeah. But Flo is really fucking good. Um, she told her friend, hell to the fuck no. Good for her. It's Yeah, she's like, that's going to be a strong no for me, dog. Yeah. Um, she's like, don't give him any of my fucking contact information. No. Um, but he just kept, he tried getting in contact with her until the day he was arrested. Oh my God. Well, he did a lot of weird shit before he was arrested. Yeah. He was a, that uh, brought a little tear to my eye. Yeah. The 
seeing skinny boys in graves that, that oh that's and how terrifying would that to be carrying that with you like she carried all that's of what this. happens when you're that open is it come it can come into your exactly. life exactly like you if it's I wonder if she shit, felt anything when he died um oh I hope it made her feel better yeah honestly that's what I'm saying. I hope it made her like feel really good yeah so um everyone was so shocked obviously that Kate, uh Gacy was capable of doing these atrocities but not Florence well done. I mean Floris or Floris Flo Flo she knew because she had been hiding the secret of. So like actual meeting meaning of his car reading was that he was a violent child molester and killer and she mm. was too afraid to tell anyone that um that makes sense i mean especially like yeah you don't want to say that to like a group of people who are his friends especially on christmas yeah it's not like really what you want to say well and i think she kind of and she also kind of tried starting to talk to her friend about how she thought Gacy was weird, and her friend obviously was like, no, Shut it great. down, yeah. So, she so she's like, like oh. okay, well, you're clearly not the one to talk to about this. Um, Floris never used those cards ever again. Ooh, I bet you she burnt them. I would. So, okay. Also, That's I scary. read in this article that uh, answered a question that I had been searching for for a very long time, which was... What happened to John's dog after he was arrested? Because in books I read, they talk about John's dog, Mm -hmm. like how he's barking and how they let him out. So I found out the dog's name was Patches. He was a Lapsa Apsu. um, And that dog saw some shit. Mm -hmm. Uh, Towards the end, Patches started to whine a lot and wouldn't go anywhere near John. And once he realized he was most likely going to be arrested, he gave Patches to a neighbor the first time that the neighbors let Patches out to go out, like, outside to go to the bathroom after Gacy had left, Patches bolted out of the door and was never seen again. Wow. I really hope just Patches found a better life for himself. Me too, man. Like, he... At least, like, a hot dog why, girl. I've been in that neighborhood. I'd be like, uh-uh, still too close. Because it's a very small, mm-hmm. very small neighborhood. Well, fuck. All right, so... Yeah. So, yeah, that was what I... That was a little... So, okay, so Robert Peast was the friend of uh, Flo's friend. Is that how that all came together? No. No, 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 no. No, it was... Gacy's friend was throwing a holiday party, and one of the... And uh, her friend Flo was there as a guest slash card reader. Right. So we we last left off with... The disappear the murder of the Robert murder of Peast, Peast, as we and know. when they found his body ish. Yeah, so like we discussed, this was Gacy's biggest mistake because not only did he take him somewhere public, he took him somewhere public where people knew him, and he also had a lot of shit going on that night. Yeah, like he planned horribly. He's stupid. He's a stupid. Um, so when the police question Gacy about whether or not he left with Robert, because uh, Gacy was immediately questioned. Oh, yeah, 100%. Hot yeah. dogs. He claimed that he had talked to two boys. Um, one of them might have been peace, but he didn't leave with any of them, and he definitely didn't offer any of them work. Right. Lies. Big he also lies. said that he would be more than happy to go down to the police station for questioning, but that at that time he couldn't because his uncle had just died? Yeah, no. Literally... Yeah, so what's fucking crazy is he kills he kills Peace. He gets a call well, from on. a friend. Do you have that too? 
Well, well, a call from a friend. Yeah, the call from he he misses a business. He missed a business meeting because he was killing Robert Price. Yeah, and then after that, he was um, he got the phone call about his uncle Harold. Yeah, yeah, and so okay, so then that happened, and the police were like, okay, well, we still need you to like come in, so come in. And so then later, like that night, or like I guess the next morning, because it was 3.20 a.m. when Gacy showed up at the police station, he was covered in mud. He looked all fucked up and disheveled. And they were like, what the fuck happened to you, dude? And he's like, oh, I just got in a car accident. Yeah. He, I mean, he we'll did. <laughs> so. Kind of. That bought him some more time. They were kind of like, okay, you know, go home and like. Well, yeah, they're like, obviously the lieutenant has gone home it's fucking three you dumb idiot idiot so he goes home um but obviously the next day he's questioned and he continues to deny any involvement in robert's disappearance he also denied ever even like talking to him or offering him work again uh when the police ask why he had left the pharmacy and then later came back because he he left and then he came back around like 8 p.m yeah because he left something there yeah is that in reference to that he he had left something there, but he claimed that, uh, like, one of the workers there, whose name was Phil Torf, had called him to say that he had left his, like, pocketbook or, or something? his, like, yeah. day planner or something weird like that, because people used to have day planners yeah, back in the yeah. day. But when the police asked Torf about this, he said that he never called him about it. Oh, fuck. Yeah. He's like, I didn't call that him. That big fat liar. Yeah, he was, like, stupid with I his hate lies. Him. So the detectives then, like, asked Gacy to basically give them, like, an exact recount of what he did on December 11th, the day that Robert was missing. Oh, boy. And um, at this time, uh, they were also just, like, looking into Gacy more. He had, obviously, an outstanding battery charge against him, um, and they obviously found out about that really quick. And they looked into his other arrests, and they saw that he had been arrested for... Um, Finally! Yeah. They saw that he was arrested Fucking for Christ. sodomy. For yeah. rape. Fucking, yeah. Yeah, Des Plaines police. There are going to be some times I probably say at some point, like, dumb-dumb police. Know that I'm probably referring exclusively to Chicago, the Des Plaines police yeah, crushed. They're kind of with it. Chicago like fucking they, had encounters with Gacy and were just like, fuck Yeah, it. they would have never done anything because they would have never put together that his murders were all from one yeah, person. Yeah, check was like, Cause that's what Chicago. Go. That's what Chicago does. They Everything is a one-off, even when it's not. And that's like and why we never know not. if they're serial killers Oh, that not. was the other thing I had to tell you, that I also have a story. That guy showed me something but i can't tell you about it because i can't okay fair <laughs> enough fair enough um okay so blah 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 so on december 13th a judge ordered a search of gacy's home because of all of this like all of this weirdness people saying that they saw him with him and then he that he had like all of these arrests like on him they were like yeah your house is getting searched so the warrant was to look for robert stuff anything that could find robert Any, like, way that they would know he was there. So, uh, to explain search warrants, like, for instance... There has to be a rhyme or reason why you're... It can't just be, like, we want to look at your house. It has to be, like, we are looking for this... Because the the first and the second one are for different things. Yeah, so, like, for example, say they're trying to find your keys. They can only look in your house where a pair... 
a keys would be. But if it and Robert and looking, that's the thing is it could be anywhere if you're hiding it. Could be in your toilet. Well, but you but you can only look in like places that you know. You can't go searching because that's when obviously things get into the gray area and things get nasty. So what they what they did find because they didn't find much that had anything to do with Robert in the first search. So they nothing was able to be arrested upon. They did find um, a lot of like ropes, handcuffs. Stuff that he was just like, I'm just into BDSM. He's like, I just like BDSM. Fuck off. They also found John Sink's ring. Yeah. The one with his initials J-A-S on it. Mm-hmm. Um, they found really small clothes that they were like, this wouldn't fit this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and they also found a lot of driver's license. Which you'd think initially they would be like, okay, this is very weird that you have all these driver's licenses. Also, you'd think boys. they'd be like, hey, this kid missing. Hey, this kid missing. Well, yeah, but that's the thing is they were all Chicago cases. I know. Because mm. only the last five were Des Plaines. Mm. So, okay. They also found a six millimeter pistol and they found a receipt from the pharmacy where Robert Peast was last seen. Yes, because Robert Peast was last seen wearing a Jacket. bright blue yeah. parka that he had lent to his friend Kim who worked there because Kim worked by the register. Yeah. And it got coldy cold and she was like hey robert because they used to date a little bit and she was like hey robert can i like borrow your coat and he was like yeah bitch and she had some of her own personal images uh like photos developed Mm -hmm. and so she didn't need a receipt and so she was like well fuck i don't need it because i'm not a customer and so she just balled it up and put it in his pocket and gacy just you know threw it into the garbage we'll get there uh, so at this time they didn't, like I said, have any real evidence towards Robert other than obviously that receipt. receipt. Yeah. But they at that time didn't know that that receipt was Robert's. They just knew it was a receipt from that place. Killer. Totally. Ew. John liked, uh, oh, sorry. Pina Colas. Rewind. They didn't have any evidence. Okay, cool. So all they really had at this point was witness testimony. And they weren't able to arrest him, but this is when they start setting up all of the surveillance teams. Oh yeah, all those, and he that gets literally so out. follow him for the next, uh, what is it like, A couple, ten days? Yeah, like almost two weeks. This is when he goes and visits his um, lawyer Amarante, and a, he, a lot happens a lot. In this time when he tries getting. Um, protection orders so that they back off. Well, yeah, I, I'm going to get lot. to all of that. I'm just saying. So John liked to fuck with the surveillance teams. He would often like taunt them, but then he also like wanted to be friends with all of them. He, but he would like fuck with them cause they would follow him at all times of the day. So if he was driving, he was like, they're not going to arrest me for like blowing a stop sign. They're not going to arrest me for blowing all these green lights. And so they were like, he would just speed away from them and then they would lose him because that's what he was trying to do. Because he's a fucking dickwad. Yeah. And, um, but like I said, he also was like buddy buddy with them and he was like, yeah, they would go out a good on old steak Midwestern dinners. boy. Yeah. And he would offer them in for like fucking like breakfast. I don't know. But he's that's a fucking him. sociopath. That's his, well, no, that's his tendency of not realizing the gravity of the situation. He just sees them as other people in his world. He doesn't understand, he doesn't realize, like, oh, if I hang out with these guys too much, like, because when Amarante found out, he was like, wait, huh? Yeah. He's like, maybe you don't invite the- them into your home. Stop doing that. You know that time you told me how you 
Yeah, like, it's right. so stupid. So around this time, Stupid. Michael Rossi, who we know, a He's... PDM employee, he reached out to the police, and he started talking to them about the disappearance of his friend Gregory Godzik. Yeah. Um, also, this is the time, around this exact same time, this day, basically, because this all happened in the matter of a few days, uh, they traced the ring to John Sink, who was a missing boy. Uh, Sink's mother was interviewed around this time, too, and she also was talking about um, how he sold his car to a man named John Gacy. Yeah. And also a Motorola TV thing. I don't know what a Motorola TV would look like, because that's a 70s-ass thing. It would be a big-ass tube TV with some pony bunny ears on top. So... Uh, Michael Rossi also told them how he had bought the Plymouth satellite from John. And so when the um, investigators checked the vehicle's identification number, it confirmed that it was the same car. Yep. VIN numbers don't change, bitch. Uh, So Gacy's own car was an Oldsmobile, and that was also examined extensively, as were a lot of his, like, PDM trucks as well. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, While searching the trunk of the car, investigators discovered fibers, which looked like human hair. Ew. Um, They also had brought in two German Shepherd search dogs to search the car and for any sign of Robert Peace. So they were only searching for Robert Peace solely. At this time. At these dogs in this specific time. Okay. Um, One of the dogs went to the passenger side of the car and laid down. Um, the dog's handler explained that this is what is called a death reaction, oh, which no. means that Peace's body had been in the car, but he was not alive. Oh my god, dogs are smart. They can, dude. It's insane. What if the dog was like he like whispered to his like uh, one of the cops, and the dog was like, "Hey, come over here for a second. I know we're looking for Peace, but I smell like five other guys. Yes, there's like a lot of dead dudes. I yeah. only wanted to tell you first because we're partners, right? <laughs> this is a Turner and Hooch situation, right?" So, Michael Rossi, like I said, he continues to be interviewed and questioned by the police because he comes forward with all this information. Um, During his second interview, he explains to the detectives that during the time of the summer of 1977, Gacy had him and other boys spreading 10 bags of lime in his crawl space. Yeah, and they were like, this is when they start hearing about the crawl space stuff. And how the police get turned on to this. Well, they're just like, what? Because of the way he dug them, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that. So Gacy cool. is starting to get very unnerved by the constant surveillance anyone would. He started going to a psychic. And yeah, she was exactly. like, no, bitch. He was also drinking a lot and looking oh like God. a real bag of shit, is what everyone was saying. Oh, and everything I read, they described him like... Like, like he was all 100% jowls. Like, yeah, he, he was like, like a He looked like that one character, you know what I'm talking about, yeah. the King Gungan in the first right. Star Wars. So around this time when he's being all fucking crazy, he invites um, some of the surveillance guys uh, out to breakfast. During this time, he has the infamous statement where he says... He's talking about his life to them, you know, about his wives, about his job, and about how sometimes he dresses up as a clown. Uh, And he says to them, you know, clowns can get away with murder. Yeah. You know what you don't say to cops? You know what sounds dumb when you are being investigated for murder? Telling people you're a cop and then being like, no one thinks cops kill people. Pee-pee. No one kills pee-pee with cops. (laughs) 
So the same day that Michael Rossi was interviewed um, about like laying the lime and all of that, and this was December 18th now, Gacy was also, this is when he started filing that civil lawsuit against the Des Plaines police. Yes. To the tune of $750,000. Ay, 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 ay. He is such a fucking Well, they loser. needed, they, him and Amarante really needed that money. Yeah, for sure. So the for civil sure. suit sure. was obviously to stop the surveillance of on him indefinitely. And um, so was- then the next morning, December 19th, uh, the suit was filed, but this is also the same day uh, that Gacy. Oh, so on this day, Gacy again invited some of the surveillance detectives into his home. This time for lunch, one of them slipped off to use the bathroom. I'm doing air quotes. Only Holly can see that to use the bathroom, but really he was actually trying to find but that Motorola TV and trying to get the. <gasps> um, trying to get the serial number off of it to Fuck see yeah. if it was that. Oh but instead, when he was in the bathroom, oh, yeah. he started smelling rotting what he could only think was just decaying corpses. Didn't He had like some sort of um, background in knowing what dead bodies smelled like, and he's like, well, it smells like that. The heat was on, which yeah. it was not the day that the house was searched initially, oh. which is why they did not smell anything that day, because... Yeah, yeah. Oh, this God. was all happening in December in Chicago. Oh, yeah. Where it's always 30 or under. Well, the victim's search had to pause at one point because yeah. it was so fucking cold and the ground was like, you can't get Frozen, in there. yeah. The, with this search, Yeah, because like, it was like in January and stuff when mm-hmm. it was... Yeah, I mean, this is not a good time. Yeah, this was a bad December for this to yeah, happen. Yeah, you don't want to be digging. So the smell... Um, the police who searched, like I said, they didn't obviously smell that. Um, Michael Rossi was interviewed now for a third time on December 20th, which is my birthday. He was asked, um, he was asked like straight up, like if John did kill Robert Peace, do you have any idea where, where he would be, where he would have put his body, where he would have left it? And he instantly said, oh, the crawl space. He definitely would have put it in the crawl space. Whoa. Did Rossi knew? He knew? so... I mean, he helped make it, but I mean, I mean, they didn't knew. know when they were doing it, but I'm sure he knows now. Oh, um, but he didn't like Gacy right. didn't confide in him like, hey, they're no, no, dead. No, no. I was down Not there. Yet. OK, so David well, he, Cram, oh. who was another one of Gacy's victims that he didn't actually kill, but he didn't rape, was also uh, questioned on the same day that Michael Rossi was. And he was one of the people who Gacy had also had down in the crawl space digging yeah. He explained to the detectives that he would dig trenches that John wanted to be two feet wide, two feet deep, and six feet long. Hmm. Which is hmm. the size Kind of like a person of a body. A grave. Yeah, kind of like a body. Literally, they were digging graves. So later that night... How much fucking water your basement be getting, Gacy? God. So later that night, so this is still the 20th of December... Later that night, Jace, uh, JC, <laughs> JC Gacy, he was in the JC's. It's hard, you guys. Gacy <laughs> drove to his lawyer's house uh, for a meeting that they had just had set up, basically just to talk about the lawsuit that they were filing. Oh, and he was hella late and came in, hella late, came in hammered, drunk, and asked for more booze and drank it down in one big old. And they gave him a bunch gulp. of whiskey. Uh, he picked up the Daily Herald, which was sitting on the desk of his lawyer, um, Amarante, Amarante. 
And he picked it up. He pointed to the front page, which was featuring an article about the disappearance of Robert Peast. And Gacy said, this boy is dead. He's in a river. Yep. Or he was like, wasn't me. <laughs> it was no, me. No, he was like, it was me. It was me. And then Gacy just continues to confess. Oh, yeah. Into he the goes... early morning. His Oh, it's Until rambles. he eventually passes out because he's so fucking hammered. He literally passes out in the middle of his conversation. All these kids. And when I was reading Amarante's book, he's like, he literally passed out in the middle of speech. Yeah. And he was just rambling. Like, he would say, he's like, yeah, I would, like, wake up and there'd be, like, bodies everywhere. And I'd yeah. be like, Whoa. And he saw it all as a nuisance. It's just super gross. Yeah, I mean, ugh. That's the whole thing. That's Some the whole the psychology he thing. just grossed me out so bad. It's because he's not okay. So that morning, uh, Amarante and then Stevens was his other lawyer. Yeah, that was the Yeah, other they lawyer. were, like, working together. They set up, like, a psychiatric appointment for him. Um, but as soon as Gacy woke up, he was like, nope, I have to go. Almost as if he knew that it was his last free day on Earth. It was his last day on Earth as a free man. Oh, boy. I wonder if that's the day he got rid of Peckers? What was the name of the dog? Patches. Patches. (laughs) Um, okay. So when he left, he drove to a shell station to fill his car up, obviously. He was driving a rental because uh, his car was being searched for bodies. Yeah, no, his his car was... They probably destroyed it. And during this time, he met a kid named Lance Jacobson. This kid, uh, he gave him a bag of weed. And then the kid obviously instantly gave it to the surveillance detectives. He was Because he was like, you're the fucking cops. Uh, this dude just gave this to me. And he whispered, the end is coming for me. These guys are going to kill me. I would have been like, thanks for the weed, but I'm going to tell them you're a serial killer. Okay, bye. I would, I, would, crazy. I would pocket the weed and be like, hey, this weird guy just came up to me. He gave me something. I threw it away. <laughs> I threw it the fuck away. So then Gacy drove to one of fuck. his really good friend's house, Ronald Road, who was a fellow uh, like construct- con- contractor of some sort. And he basically just like did the quick version of the confession to him. Uh, hugged him a bunch, told him he loved him, said I killed 30 people, give or take a few. Ew. And left. Uh, then he met up it with was Michael Rossi John. and yeah. David Cram, Ooh. uh, confessed to them, uh, confessed to all of his confessions, told them how he had confessed to his lawyers. So the confessions part two by Usher? Pretty much. Um, but by Gacy. Um, so then Much worse song. John had another appointment with Stevens, his lawyer. And so he asked Cram if he would drive him there. I'm sorry, but I put probably would have drive Cram- the fat guy who raped me to his appointment. No, but whatever. Like, yeah. Uh, That's yeah. just me. I'm not trying to victim blame. Um, yeah. sorry. So, uh, at this meeting, David Cram told the detectives, cause they were obviously still following that Gacy had told him and Rossi that he had confessed to the murders to his lawyers the night before. So they now know that he's confessed. Yeah. After the meeting... It sucks the lawyers can't be like, hey! They can't. The You know. No, they can't. Yeah. No, I know. They can't. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, So after the meeting, Gacy then asked Cram if he would drive him to Mary Hill Cemetery, which is where his shitbag dad was buried. Ew. Well... That fucking... Gross. Guys, remember part one? It was so long ago. Hey, remember how part one <laughs> took place back in, like, 2002? Anyways. Yeah. Remember his piece of shit daddy who used to lock himself in his scary-ass basement? 
Yeah. So, okay. Still loved him. So during the time that John's out doing all of his final see-elators, the police are gearing up for their second search of Gacy's house. So this search was specifically to search Gacy's crawl space for the body of Robert Peast. Oh, God. So when they arrived at his house, they noticed that John had unplugged his sump pump. Oh, God. Which caused the crawl space to flood, which ended up just being fucking stupid and honestly even just a big at like so rude because that just made what this next guy's job was probably so much fucking grosser because it was wet and it was probably fucking freezing but like it was stupid because they just plugged it back in and all of it drained and then they went in so um sub pumps work really well so daniel genti who was an evidence technician was the first to enter the crawl space and within The first few minutes, he found putrefied flesh, and he found a human arm. And he shouted up to the rest of them and said, you can charge him with murder. Wow. Yeah. He also just kept being like, there's tons of boys down here. And he was the only one down there, and he had to see all of that? By himself. Yeah. That's his job, man. Oh, God. So, early Friday morning on December 22nd, John Wayne Gacy confessed to his crimes to the police. He stated that since 1972, I just gave myself chill bumps, but it's also probably because you're crying. No, I'm like crying. Like, I just can't imagine being like, dude, there's so much that's really one person and then just going down there and finding that. I don't know why that's. No, it's really intense. That's just so horrible. It's crazy. Um,. I mean, if you guys haven't seen the pictures of when they... Oh, God. When they cleared it out, it's It's insane. bad. Even the picture, like, he draws for the... Yeah. He draws it a lot, actually. He draws... But, yeah. like, he drew it Because he drew them out, like, a picture of where... He what knew... he thought was there, he didn't even know. He barely knew. He was always hammered. So, um, since 1972, he had killed what he thinks is at least 25 to 30 boys. He claimed that they were all sex workers in some way or another, which we all know is not true. A lot of them were just... He was saying they were all runaways and sex workers. Yeah. He told the police of his many trips to Chicago's Greyhound bus stations, where he would find, lure, and grab the guys. He would just, like, pull them into his car. Um, He would pretend to be a Chicago police officer. He had a fake badge. He would put a light on the top of his car. Yeah, I forgot he would do that. Yeah. But more often than not, he just said he would offer them sex and jobs, and they would just come with him. Yeah, like, a lot of them, he would pick, like, he went to Cabrini Green, and uh, there's a place called Bug House Square there, and just in that area, and he would pick up dudes, like, during his cruising years. Mm -hmm. But I don't think he killed, I mean, he didn't kill all of them. Yeah. But... So, he then explained to them how he would torture the boys... He what? told them how he would, you know, do the the, uh, handcuff, the handcuff trick. trick, how he would handcuff them and then strangle them. He would stuff clothes down their throats so they wouldn't scream. And then they oh, would I choke hope. on them. He said that sometimes he would sit and watch the boys convulse slowly for hours until they finally died. Uh, I also read that he would put the cloth down their throat because he learned that like, death juices would start coming out of their orifices. So that's why it's he didn't have an accomplice. He put the fucking rags down people's Mm -hmm. throats. He also talked about doubles nights, as he called them, which is when he would kill two boys and put them in the same grave. 
He said that he would keep the bodies under his bed for like 24 hours after killing them, which is so fucked up. Yeah, he liked sleeping next to him too. Yeah, and then he would put them in the crawl space. Um, He talked about how he had planned to pour concrete into the crawl space, um, but never got to it. Oh my god, the worst thing to not get around to. He talked about how the five final victims were all thrown into the Des Plaines River off of I-55 because the crawl space was too full. He was planning on maybe putting them in the attic for a second, but he just decided, no, I'm just going to dump them. So then Gacy goes on to explain why he was so muddy and disheveled the night that he showed up at the police station at 3.20 in the morning. That night, the reason he had gotten a car accident was because he was on his way home from dumping Robert Peast's body yep. into the Des Plaines River. Yep. That night. That night. So the night that he was questioned, he had his body. I mean, I know he had most of their bodies. The first time the cops went into his house, Robert was in the attic. And was alive, right? No, he was still, he was dead. okay. But I did read that some of the victims were buried alive. I believe that. Um, so 29 bodies were originally found, discovered in John's home. Um, most were buried in the crawl space. There was one buried under the dining room floor. Um, John Butkovich's body was buried beneath the concrete floor of John's John Wayne Gacy's garage. That double concrete yeah. situation. Another victim was found buried in a pit wrapped in plastic bags yeah. in like his property. Um, John's house was demolished April of 1979. There were three bodies that were initially found in the Des Plaines River, but also in April of 1979 is when they finally found Robert Peace's body, which was discovered in the river. Tangled in Morris. In some shit. He was in the lock. Me- they were all technically found in Morris. Yeah. In the like lock mechanism of the locks and dams, which if you remember from last episode, we went into locks and dams like, I don't know. Real hard. Like, Way we don't too need much. to get back there, but. No. So, so that gonna, was the confession, and now now we're gonna arrested. get to the fucking yeah that piece it's of shit. Almost like that could have been arrested. its own episode. It almost does. I went through it, but you guys were gonna make this a nice longy for you instead. Yeah, no, we're gonna give it a good one for you. Yeah. Wait, so um, fuck, I was gonna say something, but you're like really crying. Do you need a second? I need a second. We're yeah. gonna take like a little break. Fuck. I stopped crying. We had a break. I had a little moment there. So So now we move on to the trial. So we move on to the trial. Also, one thing that we have failed to mention, John Wayne Gacy was only 37 fucking years old. When all of this happened. It's May- mind-blowing because he looks a thousand, almost 60. He looks like he's in his 50s. He's an old-looking man. I, it's, I, I keep, I'm like, this man cannot be seven years older than me. There is no way. Also, he was only 5'8". Really? <laughs> he was a young, shorter, much shorter man yeah, than I thought. Yeah, short. 5'8's short. I mean, it's not like tiny, but like it's... It's uh, short for a man, I feel like. For serial killer standards, usually serial killers are pretty big. Yeah. I mean, Edward, I mean, Edward Kemper was like a Yeah, fucking, he's like 6'8". He was like a But fucking, I mean, like, yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer was like 6'3". Why do you know Ted the Bundy height was of so six many two. serial killers? Because I look at it once and I remember it forever. Okay, that's, you're a really, that's an interesting type of savant. Yeah, I know so, the actual heights, whatever. So, um, 
now that we get into the trial, Gacy's defense lawyer was Sam Amarante and Robert Mata, and then they had some uh, other, like, uh, side guys. I don't know what they're called. Assist- I mean, assistant attorneys. Um, and one of the prosecutors uh, for the state was Terry Sullivan, and both uh, Amarante and Terrell... Taravin, Taravi Sullivan, have written books, and Sam actually used to work for the state before he started his own private business and kind of switched sides, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And in Sam's book, he speaks kindly of Terry, but I don't get that same level of kindness from Terry as he talks about Amarante. <laughs> so I feel like there was maybe some contention there, which Probably. I guess I would understand. I mean, it's weird. It's like you're kind of like versus each other because you're like arguing with one another Mm -hmm. because like there's all that like objection or like fuck off or all those other things all this stuff dun dun this is where we'll put in the yeah Yeah. that's where we'll put in our stinger um so like you were talking about the night before uh he was arrested he 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 went there the night before he was arrested right yeah yeah and he was and because then that last day was yeah and then like you said he would be like oh i'm didn't do it. Oh, wait, no, I did do it. Here's the bodies. No, I didn't do it. Yeah. He, because he was he an was, Indian giver with his confession. Yeah, and because he had mental issues. Also, right now, I'd like to take a moment. The last episode, I kept calling the Richard Daly uh, Center the John Daly Center. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> John Daly is both as uh, a golfer, and he is all, and then there's also a John Daly who's a comedian. It's Richard Daly. Not the John. Richard Daly Center. <laughs> Richard Daly Center. So, on December 29th, 1978, Gacy had his uh, scheduled arraignment at the De Plains Civic Center. I meant Des Plains. Fuck! De Plains. De Plains. And um, it was surrounded by armed police and police that were in plain clothes. Um, they really fucking thought, like, someone was going to break in mm-hmm. and do some shit. Um, so after waiting, the judge finally announced that Gacy was refusing to leave his room, um, at Cermak Hospital, uh, for fear of his safety. The judge was like, I get it. I'm sure there's plenty of people in the community who would love to serve up some Dexter-style mm-hmm. vigilante justice towards this motherfucker. But although John was never officially threatened, the police did receive several religious tracts and letters from, like Morgan said before, air quotes that only Morgan see, got letters from God. Yeah. Yeah. And they also yeah. and they also got a note <laughs> saying that spaceships should stop dropping people like him off at Earth. <laughs> Always. Don't you hate getting letters from those people? Don't you hate those people? The writer of this book put in little things like he made fun of the treasures chest in Boys Town. Like fuck Love you. It. Some places have bu- like buckets of dildos in the window get over it you that is per- just boys creepo. town i yeah. love it i love free condoms <laughs> fucking love it bitch so although... i love getting free condoms at the local wig shop mm, boysenberry so although gacy had the right to be in court for his arraignment as we all do he did not have to be there in order for it to proceed but amarante had not been told that john wasn't coming and he was super pissed and frantic and he was trying to get the judge to reschedule but the judge was like uh no Oh, no. He doesn't have to be here. You're here. Let's do this shit. So, (laughs) let's rock and roll. Let's fucking rock and roll, bitch. So, Amarante was granted his petition for an order to have Gacy receive a psychiatric evaluation to determine whether or not he was mentally capable of understanding the charges against him and of assisting in his own defense. The state would have the Cook County Psychiatric Institution evaluate Gacy, and Amarante was permitted to select his own private 
psychiatrists to evaluate Gacy too. There were, uh, I want to say maybe too many cooks in the kitchen regarding it psychiatrists. It kind of reminds me of like, like the OJ defense team. A little bit. Yeah. Just too many. Yeah. When, and they're all lions. You can't have, you can't, as much they're as it alpha. sucks, they're all talking about words that can't even be put into layman terms. They're talking about things people don't understand. They obviously didn't have some DNA shit, but like you can't explain that kind of stuff to people. Um, and it also gets fucking really boring and people just start tuning it out. So, um, there was also a gag order put in place, meaning that absolutely no information about the case could go public to protect Gacy's legal right from disclosure that could affect the case regarding, uh, regardless, though, the prosecution's, um, uh, I think it was one of the pathologists or mm-hmm. of the case, he was on some local Chicago station and was asked a question about Gacy, and he said that he believed that a sane person was completely capable of killing someone. So Amarante... I agree, yeah. Well, yeah, no, same, true. And Amarante... But, at the same time, there was a gag order in place and you weren't supposed to talk about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the Chicago Tribune published a paper with a picture of John on the front cover. Uh, if you've seen it before, it's that one where he looks like fucking shit, like he's about to throw up. <laughs> he's like strapped. <laughs> or he's strapped. He looks. You he know. literally looks like he just finished going like, <laughs> I mean, it's John Wayne Gacy, so we can make Ooh. fun of how shitty he looked while he was yeah, sick, right? Okay, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, um, that picture was actually taken by a deputy sheriff who ended up being fired for doing so. Um, but thank you for that picture or that (laughs) moment wouldn't have just happened. So, yeah, he looks like shit. He's wearing like a hospital gown and he is strapped to the bed. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, the, he, however, though, was strapped to the bed for an alleged failed suicide attempt. Mm-hmm. Alleged because I oh yeah I forgot to bring up that what got him arrested because before they could try him for murder they arrested him for selling weed to that kid. You said that did I? Yeah, remember because remember earlier I, I didn't asked... say he got arrested for it. Oh, that he got arrested for that too. That's what they booked him for because people were saying that he was like I think. Michael Rossi was saying that he was, like, going to yeah. kill himself. And so they are like, well, we have to arrest this guy so he doesn't kill himself. Yeah, no. Okay. Oh, I see And so they mean. did the pot thing. Yes. Yeah. I okay. forgot to bring you, that you part up. You meant that part up. I thought you meant the other thing. I'm like, you definitely mentioned pot. Oh, yeah. I mentioned the pot. <laughs> um, so the girl never forgets the pot. Shut up. Um, so when jail... In j- oh, I thought when jail. So Gacy was immediately sent to the isolation board. Because he was sent to Cook County. And uh, those motherfuckers... Wow. You know, that's what I love about people who have been incarcerated. They also hate child molesters. Mm -hmm. They're like, I killed my brother over a bagel bite, but if you fucking touch a kid, I will kill you. Fucking kill you. I will make 14 shivs and put them all inside your eye. Anyway. So that's that's how how people talk in Chicago, right? How Jeffrey Dahmer was killed. Yeah, that was a broom. But anyways, back yeah, that's a different murder. Different murder. Also, yeah. Any whoozle. There were only two other people in isolation uh, with Gacy, and both of them had also killed children. Hmm. Either way, like they all go to the same place. Yeah, it's almost like people who killed children, like in the general pop of. And I know we talked about this in the last episode, but Gacy's 
youngest victim was 14 years old. Yeah, and that's bad. That's and a lot of them were 15. And a lot that's of a child. 16. That is a child. That is a child. Really fucked. That's up. gross and stupid. So either way, Gacy spent most of his time in the hospital because of his heart condition and because of his mm-hmm. numerous psychiatric evaluations. Yeah, he was mostly in there for all of that shit. Yeah. So now let's get to motherfucking Hella Morrison. Yeah, we will. I've hyped her up so much and now I we love Helen. finally get to talk about her. So Helen became involved in the case when Amarante had read an article that she had written for the Tribune called Tracking Down Our Mr. Hides, where she explains that serial killers shouldn't be just written off as psychopaths and sociopaths. It's Mm -hmm. a lot more complex, and it's not someone you would always label as crazy. Those people can commit murder, obviously, but not over a span of time like someone with Mm -hmm. the organizational skills of a psychopath. But some people can be fine and then become disorganized when they are committing their crime, a la... excuse me, the Mr. uh, or the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde theory. Mm -hmm. If you're not familiar with the book, The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, or if you've never seen the movie Page Master, sorry, Macaulay Culkin and Christopher Lloyd. (laughs) (laughs) The story is about a lawyer who's trying to solve a murder that has been committed by Hyde, but spoiler alert, it was Jekyll the whole time. Mm -hmm. Um, So actually, while reading this book, I found several similarities between Gacy case and this story cool yeah so like the lawyer uh whose name's utterson in the book he represents amarante obviously because mm-hmm. uh, him and jekyll are like friends and amarante and Sant and uh gacy were already friends yeah um dr jekyll obviously represents gacy's outward personality that shows that he's an upstanding citizen nice dude Mr. Hyde totally. obviously is Gacy's personality when he becomes murderous and evil mm-hmm. i read or i've watched rather, so jekyll's the good one Jekyll, yeah, Dr. Jekyll, it's confusing because you think Jekyll, bad. Yeah, why is that? I don't know. I didn't write it. Because <laughs> <laughs> Hyde just sounds boring. I like, also had... Hyde's to... the nice guy. I... No, Hyde, bad. Yeah, I know, Hyde, bad. And he literally, they described him, he was like, Ugh. Like, you can't see me right now, but I'm, I have my arm. Nosferatu, basically. Yeah, no, yeah, no, totally think Nosferatu. Right? Yeah, exactly. And that's how... Speaking of which, you guys, it's almost like... October. Yeah. It's fall. We've it's, had fall has hit. Halloween. Speaking of Morgan. Nosferatu, Morgan. I don't know. Sp- yeah. Any who's all. So, um, and which also is very much like Gacy's family members. I've seen in uh, documentaries and interviews of such that they did not even recognize John. Like the footage that they saw on the news of him being arrested. They're like, that is not john Mm -hmm. like that's a completely different person um even the victim in the book albeit he was a very old man he was part of parliament and Mm -hmm. so when he died people noticed and he was brought down by hyde because you know he was in a place of power and um like robert peace he brought down gacy um amarante asked helen if she had heard about the case because she had literally described gacy's personality down to the very last detail and she was like nope never met the dude um but she was like i have been doing a lot of work with serial killers that not a lot of other psychologists psychologists are doing right now now. we love helen 
would have loved to see a young seven. Oh my seven oh, Helen. Oh my god, I you would love to see her now, well, any yeah, Helen. I'd but love to no, be Helen. oh my god, like a seventy-eight <clears throat> Helen just being like, "I am woman, hear me run." <laughs> this was al- also when he fucking called her. She was trying to plan her wedding, so she's like, "I'm gonna go oh. get fucking married first, and then I'll handle all this Gacy bullshit." Ugh. What a life. I know. How do you turn that off? That's what I want to know. Like, how do you not think about that the whole room? The whole time, I mean. So, Amarante asked Helen to be a witness for the defense, but she said that she would have to learn way more about Gacy before committing to testify for either the prosecution or the defense. So she started, yeah, very smart. Almost like Helen's, like, smart. So, Helen started visiting Cermak Hospital, where she spent hundreds of hours talking to Gacy, which sounds like the worst thing ever. She said that her, his room was meticulously organized. He had puzzles on the wall that he'd completed and some of his paintings. Speaking of his paintings, he said he liked painting because it was something to do. It was never meant, like, you know, to be never like passion. Yeah, he never meant for people to go <clears throat> ape shit over Pogo the clown. And yeah. even when he painted, like, his seven dwarves uh, hi ho painting. Yeah. And Disney was like, yeah, no, we don't want to be associated with you. Yeah. Bye. He, yeah. He stopped making them and he was like, cool. He I, drew a bunch of like I get it. stuff yeah. too. He, yeah. At least he respects Disney. Um, but yeah, Helen said that as soon as she met Gacy, she knew <clears throat> that Gacy thought he was way better than her and spoke only condescendingly to her. Ugh. Said dumb and stupid a lot per use. Um, she said that he displayed grandiosity, which is something that goes far beyond cocky and arrogant. Yeah, and you underneath, just literally think that you are God. Uh-huh, and underneath it all was a deep and terrible aggression. This is where Helen really made me think. Um, she put serial killers into like their own kind of category, apart mm-hmm. from psychopaths and sociopaths. Not the killers can't be, but she says that Gaethy's pathology went way beyond any sort of psychopathy she had ever seen. In her experience as a psychiatrist, she learned that doctors can pick up on a psychopath's traits um, that uh, that person has learned how to pretend to do. They have no ability to be able to feel guilt or understand how anyone else feels, but these people can have their personalities modified and put back together. A serial killer's mind, like John's, however, is just little teeny fragments of pieces of a personality that can never be put back together, making them incurable. Wow. I believe it. Yeah. yeah. Um, he talked about having <clears throat> multiple personality disorders, uh, or multiple personalities, rather. Um, he, John, was the John everyone knew and loved, but then he said he would sometimes become Jack, and Jack was the one responsible hmm. for the murders. Reading some of this stuff, I mean... I there, there's a lot of killers there's a lot of sca- to try to, like, get some exactly. of the fucking there's, you heat know, off of exactly. them. I mean, yeah. there's skepticism in everything he says. Hmm. He's a fucking liar. How can you truly believe him? There's also a time... Like, later in prison, he told one of his cellmates, like, that he looked up, like, how to get away with, you know, the insanity thing. And mm-hmm. it's like, you didn't get away with it, though, dub-dub. No, I'd be honey, like, hey, you, you know how, Hey, you know how we in a death row? That means you, you lost. You didn't get away with it. <laughs> that means <laughs> you lose, buddy. You, you lose. <laughs> um, <clears throat> she talked to several of John's family members coming pretty close with them and she was trying to just figure out as much as she possibly could about his childhood that would help her piece everything together for her final mental evaluation she even went as far to go to cabrini green by herself at nighttime and go to bug house square a very that dangerous area very candy man and yep. i live for it yeah 
Oh my god, I can't wait to watch Candyman. Okay, Morgan, calm down. Sorry. Boys are dying. Um, like I said, no, very dangerous area. Well, but she went there and she would talk to other street workers who may have seen Gacy. And she talked to some of them who were like, yeah, we know Gacy's come by here. He offers people money. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they don't come back, but, you know, that we're used That's to that happening. That's what happens, yeah. Um, so we'll come back to Helen a little later. So now you talked a little bit of the issue of Gacy's house. It had thoroughly been searched and it mm-hmm. was condemned. And Amarante filed a claim against the county for de- demolition of Gacy's house. But at that point, the case was going on for so fucking long and cost us so much money because he had to keep getting all of these fucking mm-hmm. uh, psychiatric evaluations because they were not coming back the way they wanted to. Also, his house was like fucking like like little threads like because he had to tear up because i mean once you find a body in one place you gotta check everywhere well yeah and then it got just fucking demolished yeah and like who would want to live in that house nobody who lives on that i mean land the true but like they don't i mean you never know what could you can separate your mind from there yeah um yeah um so january 10th 1979 is when gacy finally uh graced himself or graced the court with himself mm. uh made time to get out of bed and stop being a big old flabitis <laughs> butt fuck <laughs> and uh, amarante entered an innocent plea for all of the murders in front of judge louis or lewis if you're nasty <laughs> b jarepo who had also worked on the richard speck case Ah. But not as a judge. Um, Chicago boy. Chicago boy. He ruled that Gacy could not be released on bond. Something I agree with wholeheartedly. But he also agreed that Gacy needed to have psychiatric analysis. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. After months of trying to overturn different convictions, Gacy's legal team kind of threw in the cards and decided to enter a plea of innocence by means of insanity, a.k.a. the hardest trial to win. Mm -hmm. Um, In the end, Gacy was indicted of 33 murders. And then it was time to select the jury. Uh, Amarante motioned for the trial to be relocated because of all the publicity and the Cook County states always do that. And it's like, it's not going to help. Everyone's heard about this. I know. This is a huge nationwide fucking story. Well, and what happens in this case, it's, it'd be hard not to. Yeah. Like that might work. The evidence is fucking overwhelming. Yeah. In other cases that might work, but not in a case where it's 33 boys in your basement, in your basement. Yeah. And yeah. So, um, let's see. Also the Cook County state's attorney said that, uh, Chicago was large enough to get a fair pool of judges. I agree. Uh, you could, I mean, they only went to, uh, Rockford. It's only an, like an hour mm-hmm. and a half away. Um, but he was hell-bent on getting Gacy sent to the electric chair. So after 13 months, 12 jurors were selected from Rockford, Illinois. Like I said, about an hour and a half away. They were brought to Jarepo's courtroom in the Cook County Criminal Courts building for the trial and were sequestered in a Chicago hotel the whole time. Mm-hmm. The prosecutors were Kunkel, Egan, and Sullivan. With all the time it took for Gacy to have his mental health status cleared, the states had to group all 33 of the murders into one trial because to do them separately would have cost thousands and thousands of tax dollars. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. 
So at some point you just have to kind of like, uh huh. When, it, when it's thirty three boys, it fucking sucks. It sucks because none of none and of you... their families can feel any kind of real. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, they they were able to get it off their chest because the witnesses who took the stand were mostly psychiatrists oh. Oh. and what are called life and death witnesses, which is a legal term, and it's who ever was the last person to see the victim alive and oh. also just other family members most yeah this one is gonna get a little sad um uh, amarante actually said like he's not a piece of sh- nah, he's kind of a piece of, he's a piece of shit he's a dickhead he's sometimes not the best. he's not the greatest but he did say that one of the hardest things to do is having to cross-examine the family member of a victim mm-hmm. of someone that they 100 percent know killed yeah their son absolutely um and they tried keeping their questions <clears throat> brief, but they still had to ask them hard questions, uh, you know, and there were obviously lots of tears in that courtroom, but unfortunately they still had a job to do, so they were a little more dutiful when it came to friends and acquaintances. Mm-hmm. So, when Donita Gannon walked through the doors of the courtroom, all eyes were on her as she took her spot on the witness stand. She was gorgeous, mm-hmm. long, beautiful hair. Who was this? Uh, this is Danita Gannon. She wa- was living with, with Timothy Rourke at the time. Okay. Um, Amarante in his book says that he was very proud of what he was about to do, but said that no matter what anyone says, a murder trial is a war. And what he did, he had to do. And he had very little to put out in terms of seed of doubt into the jury's mm-hmm. mind. So he kind of had to be a dickhead. Um, mm. So, so the pros- Well, you'll see. So the prosecution went first, and, you know, they basically just asked basic names. They asked her name, how to spell it, what her relationship with uh, was with Timothy O'Rourke. Um, and she told them that they shared an apartment together on Lawrence and Dover in Chicago, and that was the last place that she'd seen him, and she was the last person to see him alive. So then it was Amarante's turn to cross-examine Miss Gannon. So he asked and received the following uh, answers and questions. He said, Miss Gannon, is it Miss or Mrs.? She said, Miss Gannon, how long has your name been Danita? And she started saying since, but Egan immediately was like, objection, objection, and then... He's like, and Amarante was like, it's valid. I'm going somewhere. And, the, uh, and like, the judge was like, I'll allow it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he returned to questioning her. And he said, how long has your name been Danita? And she said, since March 1977. What was it before that? And she said, Don Genzon. And he said, Don? And she said, yes. Hmm. And it took... A little bit for the courtroom to absorb what they were hearing. It was, she was a trans 1979, woman, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, people were just and trans people were misunderstood, grossly, to put it lightly. Mm-hmm. So, although this person was, and so that's why the other lawyer got pissed instantly because I was like, oh why yeah, because he's he already, like, bringing this up? up. I mean, Amarante is kind of you know pulling at straws. And uh, yeah, although this seriously. was a trial for the death of 33 young men, trials can get really boring, and things started to get really interesting. interesting. Yeah, and so this really perked up, like, 
the jury, which is what Amarante, you know, wanted, wanted. to do. Um, he asked her what her name was when she met Timothy O'Rourke, and she stated that uh, he started knowing her as Donita, mm-hmm. and, you know, they weren't lovers. They were dating. Okay, cool. They were just friends. They hung out. They weren't lovers. They were not lovers. Oh, I thought you said they were. Okay, so they were they, just homies. They were not. They were just friends, and she was getting... He he and he knew and he was like oh I felt really bad yeah he's like because she was getting really angry at him because he kept being so ignorant yeah you know mm-hmm. of the fact that she's trans and I mean even as he wrote it I'm like this dude still doesn't get it but he like it was kind of smart in a way. Because anything that can yeah, make the exactly. jury look another way for even a second. Yeah, not that it it did help because it didn't. Oh, but, what I mean... you just said gave me chills, Morgan. Because um, like they realize like black could be white, up could be down. You can't mm-hmm. trust your original perception. Like he wasn't trying to embarrass her, and by any means, he was just trying to throw them off. He just needed to show how wrong unoriginal perception of someone could be mm-hmm. but it's also a really shitty thing to do um yeah yeah he considers that because danita had not had sexual reassignment surgery she wasn't really a woman so he mm. says that she lied on the stand Whoa. and if you lie on the stand then who know who knows what's credible but in that case fuck you amarante yeah, danita's a woman hear her it. roar she's a girl Um, so Helen's job during her testimony was to give her opinion as a respected member of her field as to whether John was criminally insane at the time of his murders. But Helen said that there is a huge difference between what is considered legally insane and medically insane Mm -hmm. because medically insane isn't technically even a thing. Like insane is like an archaic kind of word not used in the mental health uh, community person with mental disorders could have like a cocktail of disorders that make them into, you know, the beautiful amalgam that they become. Mm -hmm. Everybody is different. Um, There were several psychiatrists, like I said, uh, testifying on Gacy's uh, behalf, both for defense and the prosecution. And according to Helen, uh, apparently it's a real boys club, which I really picked up on when reading these books. And when they would talk about psychologists, they never talked about Helen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she kind of she was a feisty under girl. The rug, uh-huh. which she shouldn't. No, she's a fucking baller. Also, <laughs> during um, like Jeff Jeffrey Rignall gave a reaccountment. Um, he actually defended, or he. Uh, testified for the defense that he wasn't sane because he said and he actually threw up on the, the stand mm-hmm. he threw up on that table well, part he was recounting while he was like recount like go re-going through that experience of being you know raped yeah. by john G- Wade gacy um which you know that draws quite a reaction wow. from a jury i never heard about that yeah it was it was really, really bad. Um, the diagnosis like ranged from literally schizophrenia to multiple, multiple personality disorder. Um, and when Helen took the stand, Mata asked her what her diagnosis was of Gacy in terms of psychiatric. She said that in psychiatric terms, the diagnosis was mixed. John's brain was a very complex network of mental illnesses. He had primitive psychotic defense mechanisms, 
which is when your ego, like the decision-making part mm-hmm. of your brain, um, like detaches from reality. So yeah. in this case, causing Gacy to forget some of the murders, uh, she said like he would go into this kind of state, mm-hmm. kind, like the Je- Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde thing. He went to the state. It's where almost he... like euphoria. Mm-hmm. That's because the killing takes you to It that takes place. you over. Yeah. yeah. It takes you to this place where you're not Such even you. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. you snap out of it and you're like, what the fuck just yeah. happened? Um, she also talked about the grandiosity along with significant feelings of inferiority, which usually are accompanied. Um, and when these feelings built up inside of him, the anger was projected onto another person. In this case, um, all those young boys. Um, and Gacy saw this person as an enemy who he had to protect himself from. Mm-hmm. He also said... Um, or she, rather, also said that John had a hypochondriasis, which goes way beyond being a hypochondriac. Gacy would complain of having strokes, heart attacks, leukemia, and other ailments. And even though he didn't have them, he literally, like, he physically felt like he did. I've heard that you can do that. You yeah. can literally fake yourself into having Yeah, like, you can have hysterical pregnancies. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, you're crazy. That's crazy. Your body, your brain... That's why it's so fucking crazy. Brains are fucking crazy, dude. Dude, our Brains. bodies are insane. Ugh. It's, yeah, these bodies, man. To quote the Scientologist. Um, she explained that John couldn't be pos- uh, responsible, rather, for his actions because they were all made um, anatomically, meaning they were out of his control. So she was saying that he was insane. Yeah. Yep. Again, in quotes. Yeah. Yeah, she said that he was incapable of knowing the difference between right or wrongs at the time wow. of his murder, which I did not know. But I don't think he was at the times of the kidnapping. I don't think he... Well, okay, this is how she explains it. Okay. So she explains it as, like, an autonomic response. Mm-hmm. Um, and autonomic responses are, like, out of our physical control. Like, when you're nervous and your palms start to sweat. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not telling your palms to sweat, but they do. When you get really nervous, your heart starts pounding. You're not telling your heart to do this. It's your nervous system telling yeah, you. Yeah, you almost wish you could tell it to stop, but you can't. Exactly. Yeah, it's crazy the things that make your heart race sometimes. Like, things yeah. that you would never think would. Exactly. And she talks about how Gacy had difficulty in man- maintaining object consistency, which meant that he didn't see others as separate individuals. Mm-hmm. He just saw them. Like, it was like, it was Gacy's life. Everyone else is just uh-huh. part of Gacy's life. Um, so... Uh, uh, Gacy was also known to la- laugh and scoff at, like, the Things. victims' families Ugh. and when they would talk. And Helen describes this as kind of just, like, weird tics in, like, in his mental... He doesn't... He can't... He can't he, help it, but it comes off so it. bad to a jury. Oh, you will. Yeah. Oh my god! Like if I mean, in, knowing that's the, literally the his body trying this, to like reject the idea that he did those. Yeah, things. it's doing stuff that we can't. Your comprehend. body, your brain will literally. If you're doing something that crazy, your body will put other things in that you're doing so that you don't have to see that you're exactly you exactly. Know. Um. So, like I've said, the. Uh, the jury hated John. Mm-hmm. The defense never had a chance. No. They had to prove he was legally insane, and that required hours of testimony from psychiatrists talking about things your average person would just, like I said, tune out. 
It's so boring after a while. Yeah. Unless you are so interested in that, which... Which is me. Well, yeah, some people really are. <laughs> I think uh, psychology is extremely interesting, but there's definitely a point where I'd be like, okay, night-night time. Yeah, I'd be the only juror taking, like, scrupulous notes. Um, but you regardless can't. whether... You can take notes during can the you? trial. Yeah, because you all go over... I think... I. I may have made that up, but I feel like I feel you should. Like you can't. Well, because you all go back and deliberate, and you can't like remember unless they, yeah. Like, but you let have the you... court notes. Yeah. For those reasons, um, I don't think. Cool. You were I think you're right. I honestly don't know. You right. I honestly don't know. We'll Google it. It's whatever. So, um, like I was saying, um, regardless of whether or not he was legally insane or not at the time of the murders, it was you know. It was still a case where 12 men and women had to listen to the families of these boys, look at gruesome pictures of their remains, and honestly, just looking at John Wayne Gacy probably made hard. fucking sick it's for that long. Um, the uh, state's closing statement was like this big bombastic, like, heart-wrenching. Like, I realize technically they are the good guys, but uh, I don't know. It's like they really, I mean, they had a really good case going from then. All they had to do was the, like, uh, emotional. Mm -hmm. And that's what got them. Because, you know what? Seeing pictures of the dead remains of little boys is going to make me want you to die. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Um, Yeah, because this case is so much more than just, is he guilty? Obviously. He's fucking guilty. But they they had to go for death, and it was still a thing in Illinois. Yeah, and, like, I guess the the state's attorney... Like, he would, he, like, said something about each boy, and then he would, like, slap this huge, like, a huge, like, photograph of, like, his remains up on the Uh. butt. Like, it was really, it was really crazy. So, it only took them two hours to find John Wayne Gacy guilty of all 33 counts of murder, Mm -hmm. along with one count of child molestation and one count of taking indecent liberties with a child in regard to Robert Peast's case. Mm -hmm. The next day, the prosecution talked to the jury about how Gacy should be sentenced to death for all 333 of the murders, and the defense said that he should just be sentenced to life imprisonment, obviously. They're like, you know what? Just fucking kill him. (laughs) Like, you know what? We're on, I mean, we're already, bye. Let's not waste our fucking tax dollars on this dude. Terry, remember how we used to be friends? Sam's like, Terry, you don't send me flowers anymore. <laughs> um, so during the sentencing phase, the jury came back uh, with the verdict of a death sentence for 12 of the murders. Not sure why not all 33. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like one is enough, but I don't know. Maybe there were certain ones that they had to do uh, certain... Maybe. Who knows? Who honestly knows? That many murders in one case? Because... I don't even know how that would go. Like, do they all have to unanimously vote on... They must have had to unanimously vote on every single fucking... And there are some (sighs) idiot people on the jury who, for some reason, are like, I don't know about that one. Mm. We don't know for sure. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know... Yeah. So he was sentenced to death. Yeah. He went to the Menard Correctional Center, which is in southern Illinois, Mm -hmm. on death row, and he was there for 18 years. On March 9th, crazy. 1994. I know, I always thought he was in Stateville the whole time. I didn't realize that he was down in the I just never Menard. realized he was on death row for almost 20 years. Yeah, I, I never realized he was done for that long, too. Wow. I wasn't, I didn't realize that I was alive when he was Seems like he was it always alive. is. Yeah. It kind like, of, no one gets on death row and then literally dies the next day. I know. They live forever. That's like how it and then they be. just And then they just die. Like, uh, fucking Richard Ramirez just died of... 
natural causes. Yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer died before he could be... Because wasn't well, he, he was, put to... Death? I don't remember. I honestly don't remember. I thought he was, but then... And he was on death row. No, but because they got... were in Wisconsin. No, they were yeah, up in Wisconsin, was, remember? They never had it. No, we we have the we have the notes somewhere of what the information of yeah it was a really long time ago when they had so it, many yeah. episodes okay um so on the ninth uh, he was moved from Menard to Stateville Correctional Center which is in Crest Hill which is outside of Jol- Joliet Joliet um he was allowed to have a picnic with his family where he ate his infamous last meal. Which we all know, girl. And it sounds super delish. Big old bowl of strawberries. A bunch of shrimp. Some a bunch KFC. of KFC. I didn't realize he got to have a fucking picnic. Like, come on now. This, like, yeah. I'd be like... Didn't he have, like, a milkshake or something, you too? You killed... Probably. Who knows? Um, so, before he died, he met with a Catholic priest who read him his final rites to the execution chamber. Uh, now I am going to read from the Time magazine from May 23rd of 1994. Hard copy. Hard <laughs> hard copy bought from eBay. Is that eBay? Ew, look how gross he looks. Yeah, he was 52 when he died. He looked pretty looks gross. Looks the same, man. Yep, looks the same. Why is he smiling? Because he's gross. He's smiling in his fucking mugshot. Is that like the day he got killed? Probably. He's weird. He was cuckoo. Yucky cool, dogs. Cool. Okay. So, he uh, his lethal injection would be three chemicals that would be introduced intravenously into his bloodstream. The first drug would knock him out, the second would suppress his breathing, and the last would stop his heart. The procedure was supposed to take no more than five minutes, but Gacy's took 18 minutes. A clog developed in the delivery tube attached to the arm. Gacy snorted just before death chamber attendants pulled a curtain around him because everyone was watching at the time yeah like in movies when they like have like the like the like room of people watching like you think it's a movie trope but no that really happens no that really happens you're allowed to watch people die um so uh finally only two of the legal drugs were steamed into him and so the part that was supposed to make him not feel any of it he felt it all good uh, there's been almost 600 executions in our country, and 18 have been botched, and Gacy's was, was the worst. Was the most painful, they say. Wow. Yeah. How happy does that, like, make, make everybody? Yeah. What a, that's like, I mean, we, you have to, we have to try to find a way to put a bow on well, the no, fucked up life yeah. of John Wayne Gacy. Well, I mean... For Helen and for all of us, the story of Gacy doesn't win an end when he dies. True. Um, so he died at, uh, he was pronounced dead, rather, at mm-hmm. 12.58 a.m. And even though, like I said, he was dead, Helen was like, get me in there. She was waiting in her Give me that ho- brain. Yeah, she was hiding out in a hotel in Juliet because oh she knew, God, obviously, I people. For her. I know. She was waiting. Um, she was picked up and brought to the Silver Cross Hospital, which I fucking have been to, um, where Gacy's body had been brought in for the autopsy. And Gacy's family requested that Helen be there. Wow. She assisted while the pathologist opened Gacy's cranium with an electric saw, removed the top so of his crazy. skull, revealing the gray matter that had caused so much terror and grief. Holy shit. 
Yeah. <laughs> just his little brain. <laughs> oh my God. That just, just imagine like having seen him so much in the courtrooms and having talked to him as much as she did. Then like getting to like end it all by literally watching them crack his head open. Yeah. She said like when he got there, like he, and it was crazy the way he got there because they had to like keep move. Like they had to like travel real crazy to get there. And Silver Cross is kind of, I mean, it's, Eh, it's on the way, but like, yeah. because people kept following, so they kept like putting him in different yeah. vehicles and stuff. It was crazy. I'm yeah. like, what, what the what, fuck? Are they gonna steal his body? Uh, probably. I don't know. So, um, let's see. So Helen was given Gacy's brain in a jar, and after, um, forever. And that was the only payment she took for the entire case. Was it? No. Oh. <laughs> she's like, I hope not. She's like, just give me that sweet, sweet brain, if baby. If I can get the brain at the end of all of this, then... I'll do this shit pro bono. Yeah, I'll do this shit pro bones, baby. Um, so she was actually dying to get her hands on this brain. I believe it. Uh, because she wanted to test it, but she was not a pathologist, and she needed it, like, vivisected mm-hmm. um, so that it could be tested. And she didn't know how, so she had a very hard time finding a pathologist but she finally find, found somebody. You'd think people would be jumping at the chance to uh, be the person No, did because this. they didn't want their reputation. Because they were probably pathologists who would go on to possibly um, speak on the behalf of other cases. And you don't want to be associated with John Wayne Gacy. Learning from his brain? Like, who cares? I mean, the, yeah, like, fucking pussy, just do it. Um, but, I mean, this guy isn't a pussy. Thank you, this guy. Um, uh... But there was one who eventually said he would do it, but under the stipulation that he remained anonymous. Okay. So Gacy's brain had no abnormalities. Like yeah, the whole. I remember we talked about the this. whole like uh, swing thing. Didn't, didn't really show anything. any signs, but the pathologist said that a study of a live brain and a dead brain are very different, because a live brain obviously reacts to stimuli, mm-hmm. um, and. Dead brains don't react. They're just sitting there like lumps of... And, yeah, they're like, nothing yeah. anymore. Helen, you know? she's like, it's just a piece of steak. It's just nothing. Yeah. Um, but it used to be everything. That's what's so crazy about brains. Yeah. They hold your everything. Yeah. Like, had his brain been tested when he was alive, who knows what they could have been out. Mm-hmm. But um, Helen says that the law would never let anyone properly examine a serial killer while they were still living. Mm-hmm. Like because of the way things is. Um, she says, The way things is. Yeah, the way things is. Um, but another random thing about Gacy that you don't hear a lot about, but maybe you have. Um, Gacy had an extra Y chromosome. X chromosomes are girlies, and Y chromosomes are boysies, and everybody has an X and a Y. Right. Um, but he had an extra Y. And when you Doesn't have an, that give you Down syndrome? Uh, or no, that's no. when you have less. No, that's when you get an extra chromosome. I thought... Oh, okay. He had the right number, but he had more Ys, I guess. Okay. I don't, I'm not a fucking, I, I know this information in that alone, Morgan. All right, continue. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but when you have XX or XYY syndrome, you tend to be more aggressive and have more behavioral and a more, and emotional. So. Okay. Well, also, I don't know about any of you big Twilight fans out there, but wasn't it like the, the werewolves had an extra chromosome or they had like something like that they had like hairy chromosomes and, i mean they were obviously like, aggressive they were like wolves yeah they were they were like hella aggressive so that is finally john Wayne gacy you guys that is the sad sorry it took us stories 
Sad but true. Sad but true. It took us a while, but uh, it happened. And that's uh, all we can give you guys. (laughs) And that's really all we can give you. That's really all we can say. But I will say I'm excited not to... Read any yeah, more no, information I'm, about John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, for a should while. this can just be can this just be a horror movie podcast for a while? Yeah, those oh are more fun God. to research because they're not so fucked up. Like well, I was literally in my bed last night, just like staring at my ceiling, being like, I mean, y'all heard me cry earlier, right? Mm. But no, this. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of stuff that we re- that I read that I didn't put in here because it was just brutal. And if you like that stuff, then go look it up. But not everyone does. But we're not into. <clears throat> I don't. I mean. It is what it is, but I don't like exploiting those kind of details. It's whatever. So, uh, you know, just hit us up on MySpace. We'll try to get back to you when we can. We're on tour. Bump us uh, songs. (laughs) Bump us your apps. We used to bump ringtones. Yeah, you would bump apps, too. And then Freshman year, I remember bumping so many ringtones. iPhone 1. Or just the iPhone? No, it was a Razor. Oh, you, you could do that on Razors? Yeah, We're getting grossly off topic. So, all right, guys. So, yeah, Facebook, Instagram, all Twitter. All that good stuff. All that good stuff. Tell we us love how you. you like this episode. Tell us how you feel about it. I read, I read some uh, uh, comments made on Podbean that were from ages ago that I just now noticed. Uh. And one of them was so funny. Um, apparently, I don't even remember, but... They were like, uh, kudos on making a gem in the holograms reference and a, in a, and where you guys were talking about Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> I'm like, bitch, I, my reference on him or me, forever. So the end of Thanks, John Wayne forever. Good night. Happy Thanksgiving. What? Halloween no. ain't happened yet, bitch. <laughs>